ัสดีค่ะยินดีต้อนรับเข้าสู่ Bangkok Off Stage Podcast Thai English รายการแรกที่จะพาไปเจาะลึกแวดวงศิลปะการแสดงในกรุงเทพ Hello and welcome to the Bangkok Off Stage Podcast the first bilingual podcast on the Bangkok performing arts scene I'm Gelta and I'm Amitha China's zero-COVID policy and its effects on the population in the country's major cities have been drawing global media attention for months, especially since most countries have already eased their travel and lockdown restrictions. So, on July 16, we sat down with three performing arts professionals from China to find out what it's like to live under the zero-COVID policy and what it means for the performing arts people in their country. We have on the panel Beijing-based theater producer Zhang Sui or Jennifer, Beijing-based choreographer Wang Mengfan, and Shanghai-based curator producer Zhang Yuan. They give us a glimpse into how China's COVID strategy has impacted the mind, the spirit, and the body, and share with us their concerns and hopes for the future of theater in their cities. This episode is in English. หลังจากที่จีนออกนโยบายโควิดเป็นศูนย์หรือ zero COVID policy. ชีวิตของผู้คนในเมืองใหญ่ก็ได้รับผลกระทบเป็นจํานวนมากและเป็นกระแสข่าวไปทั่วโลกเป็นเวลาหลายเดือนเพราะปัจจุบันหลายประเทศได้ผ่อนคลายมาตรการด้านการท่องเที่ยวและการล็อกดาวน์แล้วและในวันที่16กรกฎาคมที่ผ่านมานะคะเราได้พูดคุยกับคนในวงการศิลปะการแสดง3คนจากจีนได้แก่จางซุยหรือเจเนเฟอร์โปรดิวเซอร์ละครจากปักกิ่งหวังแม่งฟานนักออกแบบท่าเต้นจากปักกิ่งและจางหยวนโปรดิวเซอร์และพันธารักษ์จากเซี่ยงไฮ้ค่ะทั้งสามได้เล่าให้เราฟังถึงการใช้ชีวิตภายใต้นโยบายโควิดเป็นศูนย์และผลกระทบที่มีต่อผู้คนในแวดวงศิลปะการแสดงรวมถึงผลกระทบของนโยบายนี้ต่อจิตใจจิตวิญญาณและร่างกายของผู้คนนอกจากนั้นยังเล่าถึงสิ่งที่กังวลและความหวังต่ออนาคตของวงการละครในเมืองต่างๆเอพิโซดนี้เป็นภาษาอังกฤษค่ะ Hi everyone! Welcome to Bangkok Off Stage. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited. We're both very excited to speak to you finally. We are excited also too. very excited. Jennifer, thank you so much for introducing us to Meng Fan and Yuan, and uh, for helping us to kind of put this panel together, because we don't know much about China. And uh, mm-hmm. you and I met through the German Visitor um, International Visitors Program for Impulse Theater Festival. So. That's how we, yeah. we uh, Jennifer and I met, and that's how she introduced us. At first, I was going to just interview Jennifer, but then she said that it's better to also have other artists and also someone from Shanghai as well. So thank you again for being here. Let's start with a warm-up question, just a quick one. If you had to describe your experience with China's zero COVID policy in three words, which three words would you choose? We'll start with Jennifer. I. Chose three words that mm-hmm. uh, lazy and tarry and coping and coping. Um, okay, yeah, we'll come so, back to that later. <laughs> so lazy, tiring, and coping. Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, let's go to Yuan. Uh, mine is a bit complicated because mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of inspired by, by three words. Three words is kind of uh kind of most popular. Was being used particularly among the younger generation. Oh. I think uh, the first one is I think is t o n g Bu Pi. It's coming from t o n g Ping. If you know t o n g Ping, is a, literally means 
lying flat. Mm. Lying flat. Yeah. So flat. Uh, my okay. late lying flat. You just mm -hmm. lying flat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for me, is I cannot lie lie flat. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. The second is uh. I don't know how to how to say it in English, but I try to translate it as internal friction. Mm. So it's like waste of maybe literally means waste of time or suffocating or blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's coming from uh, another word called involution, which means nature. It's coming from uh, a, a, I think economics or or social sciences term from uh, that area. So, but I, I try to, to adapt it to, to internal friction. It's kind mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, as I have explained. So another, uh, the third word is uh, you might have heard or kind of get acquainted to is called running. <laughs> yeah. Instead of run, uh, uh, mine is running. Mm. Which word in Chinese? Uh, uh, in Chinese, it's a bit complicated. It's 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 run, uh, run plus uh, maybe zai run. I'm like running okay, mm -hmm. instead of run. So it's a bit complicated, but uh, it's coming from run and run shu. Uh, okay, to thank run away. Ah, okay. Thank you. Thank you for the etymology as well. Meng <laughs> uh, yeah, Fan. Yeah. Mm, so my first word is pause. Uh, pause. Pause. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the rest two maybe a little bit shows the contradiction. So one is uh, desperate, another one is uh, relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Can you, um, for those who don't know, I I think a lot of people who who don't follow news in China or and all of that. Can you explain to us what China COVID zero COVID zero policy COVID. look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe in Beijing. First, let's start in Beijing. Mm -hmm. What is what does it look like in Beijing? Yeah, I think in Beijing. Okay, from from the point of view of presence, uh, it's kind of like uh, they achieve the zero, so mm -hmm. there are no new cases on a daily basis. But I think the last wave was uh, beginning around April mm -hmm. when they started to filter some of the cases, positive cases out of this uh, large scale test, mm -hmm. acid test. And uh, then there are positive cases popping up as long as the digit is not zero, they start to uh, restrict areas of the positive cases um, in the unit of first residential buildings and then uh, districts and then maybe the whole city. So there is a process of restriction becoming mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and in a larger scale. And then once the case is dwindling down each day, they will change the policy accordingly. Mm -hmm. So there is uh, so many different waves since 2020, mm -hmm. I think. As, yeah, since the first outbreak of the pandemic. What are the measures exactly? Because lately, um, you know, in, in the news media, in the English language, at least, they, they say, you know, they've 
described this some have described this as dystopian or even the mo you know the last one in the world right like a lot of countries have eased the restrictions have started coming back economically while china is still so strict about this would you describe that would you think dystopian is is like uh, the correct word or is that an exaggeration of, of your everyday experience mengfang can you maybe add to that actually i was traveling a lot uh, mm. in one month uh, between Beijing, Shanghai, and another big city called Hangzhou uh, mm. near Shanghai. I think I was lucky that I can still traveling without any quarantine. Uh, quarantine. You, know, uh, you never know what will happen the next day. So mm. actually, I think uh, for people who need to travel a lot, this is very uh, stressful also on the way to uh, airport or a train station, there will be a lot of checking that uh, really takes your energy. Mm. And, what do they do yeah. exactly though? Because it's just long lines <laughs> or do they like really sweat, um, test uh, whether you have uh, COVID uh, or? You need to prepare uh, the, the, your result of PCR test within 48 hours. And also you need to do quick a fast test mm -hmm. uh, uh, on the spot wow. after arriving. So it's very strict. But actually, I don't know how many people are still serious with this kind of test. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is also related to your question, because I know there are a lot of rules, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if people really care about it and how much mm -hmm. they really get into it. So mm, you mean uh, the officials? Yeah, mm. a, a lot of things for me are just uh, the appearances like this, but uh, we don't really follow some of them. Mm. And there's always a chance for you to escape a little oh. bit. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I think this is also a way how Chinese people normally deal with this kind of situation. Mm. Uh, so we're all in a big uh, show somehow. <laughs> it's a big show. Yeah. It's all COVID theater, sort of. But uh, Jennifer, a few months ago when we talked, you were said you said like it was kind of you were so depressed and you were kind of felt like you were living in prison, and that a lot of it is just you're not you're not sure wh whether any of this is about COVID anymore. Is it? Does it still feel that way? Or I think that was because of Shanghai situation. I think. Uh, even though we are in Beijing relatively okay at that time when Shanghai was uh, fully lock locking down, I think this uh, Yuan would have a yeah. lot to say. And uh, somehow that kind of emotion was uh, really strong that looking at people in Shanghai, France especially, and uh, we don't even dare to contact them because I I just feel like I couldn't do not I couldn't do anything for them uh, in a way just watch the news every day and uh, I think maybe also the media uh, intensified that kind of emotion or I don't know it's uh, some some of that is on social media so mm -hmm. it's from individual posting uh, so somehow the the experience of people uh, without access to food even though they have money to buy the food, but they just don't have access to the basic human mm. needs. Mm. Um, 
to us out, uh, outside of Shanghai looks quite terrifying. Mm. I have to say at that time, I was pretty depressed uh, because uh, it seems you can do nothing. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. But later, yeah, later things, um, because I have a friend who uh, is not here, but he is, I think he's coming up to like, I think he's calculating days up to 70s in the end and coming to 80s. So I don't even Quarant- Of lockdown, how- like just being in his in his home, not being able to yeah. come out. Okay. Seven, yeah. 70 to 80 days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yuan, can you, since you're from Shanghai, can you tell us a bit more about what happens in Shanghai? Yeah. Uh, but if, if I start this topic, I don't think two hours is enough. Okay. <laughs> Be as brief as possible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Sorry. Uh, for me personally, like, I was like uh, uh, being under lockdown uh, from April the 1st to June the 1st. So in total, 61 days. Yeah, I mean, means, lockdown, yeah. lockdown means lockdown. I mean, lockdown means you cannot step out of your home or your own command or residence. Lockdown means a lot of things. For me, actually, it is... I mean, dystopian, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's even more than dystopian. Or it was a theater of absurd or whatever. I mean, catastrophe or whatever. I mean, it, it also depends on the people who are uh, uh, being experienced, I mean, uh, during this period of time. And uh, I'm kind of lucky because I haven't been tested positive during these two, two months. So I am not really being treated uh, you know, I mean, in the way that you have may have seen on social media or in the news. Yeah. So, but personally, I have experienced a lot simply by being there in the city and by watching or seeing the news. Uh, and that's uh, quite, and I think for me, I mean, it's, it's like a journey or it's like a curve of, 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 of emotions. Because at the beginning, people really don't really take it seriously because they think it would be soon finished as the government claimed that it would be like lockdown would be only five days. You know. So then it continued and it seems that like endless, I mean, uh, the, 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 the things becoming endless. So people, people becoming disappointed, depressed, frustrated, uh, losing hope, desperate, whatever. And then people are trying to make fun and try to, I mean, in a way to survive, to struggle. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, in a way, yes, it's true. I and mean, the city is becoming the stage and everybody seems to be have, having a row in it. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Sorry, I cannot really articulate this experience mm-hmm. at the moment, even though I'm, uh, I am now in Singapore and uh, it's like being almost one, more than one month uh, since the lockdown was over. I mean, literally. So, but Shanghai is not really recovered. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not uh, fully recovered back to the normal and uh, when it was, I mean, uh, used to be. No, not really. I mean, the drama or the things, is it the, 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 the dystopian or the theaters are keeping playing, uh, being, being being presented every day. So, so yes, I, I'm, I, really, I really don't 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 think two hours is enough. So I just stop here. Okay, just. <laughs> 
Is it true that there were, were do you live in like a home, or a house or in condos? In condo? Uh, I'm living in a, in a condo. Like. So is it true that people were shouting out like singing and out and like they were, they sent drone, the government sent drones to say things like freedom, uh, control your soul's desire for freedom and that kind of thing. Did, do you have some experience like that? Or did you see that on social media? I saw that on social media. It's not on social media. It happened. It happened uh, not in my condo, but like in a condo uh, near my, uh, mm. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would uh, like, uh, how do you say, knocking on the, on the, the basin or the bowls mm. or whatever, uh, the, the, the kitchen stuff, just, uh, I mean, uh, calling for food, you know. Yeah, yeah, calling for food. Mm-hmm. For food, and, because it's short of food supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I've heard that sometimes. Uh, is it? Uh, I wonder about whether was there a lot of like neighbors informing on each other, that kind of thing, or was it more a togetherness? That's like we're we're all against this together. We're all against this this uh, government policy together. Or was there some sort of like civilians? being deputized and kind of turned into officials in a way as well. Yeah, I would say, I would say uh, there are all kinds of, I mean, it's also depending on which neighborhood or the community you've been in. I mean, you will have different stories. Mm-hmm. Some that will find solidarity within the neighborhood mm-hmm. that then uh, through this difficult time that people getting to know each other, helping mm-hmm. each other. I mean, in the in the day, previous days, people really don't know their neighbors. Right? I mean, maybe they haven't seen I mean, the neighbors, who they are. I mean, now it's, they, they, they all know, I see each other, particularly during the PCR test, right? I mean, in the public. So now people really helping each other, giving each other food or help mm-hmm. or medicine that they might need. But also, of course, there were people, other people who are like uh, 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 trusting, I mean, the policy or turning still, I mean, uh, 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 not in this the circle of the solidarity. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, after the COVID, zero COVID policy, um, your life has been changed a lot, right? And so what has been the worst part about living under this measure and what has kept you hopeful? Each of you personally, we can begin with um, Jennifer. Um, for myself, I think uh, it affected my income from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, that always starts from COVID's outbreak in 2020. And uh, because, um, at that time, I was also having a lot of uh, uh, kind of uh, freelancer works um, as an interpreter and translating for this uh, uh, masterclass of uh, workshops for international experts of uh, acting um, and teaching. And uh, but that was uh, already kind of not possible because of the COVID um, outbreak. And um, and later into the regular zero policy, the biggest concern is still income since no theater or gatherings are allowed. So oh. there is no projects on work on, uh, to work on or the prospect that everything can be also canceled in the very last minute. Mm-hmm. So it kind of leaves a lot of plannings or uh, projects to be kind of like aborted or, you couldn't even have any power over what's come, what's to come. Yeah. So, 
So the definitely um, income wise is being struggling. And um, I guess the only hope is that I somehow still know that it will pass, even though uh, it cannot go back to before, but uh, I know that there is a definite time that things will go on or life would go on. Mm-hmm. So, um, so still that, that is keep, keeping me hopeful. And also, also, also knows that a lot of industries are suffering and also mm-hmm. uh, people having similar experiences, not just me. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's my, my hope, hopeful feelings uh, to keep me like active yeah mm-hmm. okay what about you Mingfan? um i think i may i may say from a perspective as an artist mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> i think from the beginning of this year uh because we always have the spring festival and uh, after that we might take a long break uh until the theater to open again, but we we didn't <laughs> have this this year. So you you might say we had a half year uh, pause for mm. the whole theater scene, and mm. uh, I think for an artist, it's very cruel that you cannot to uh, involve into any event bodily, and but also to. Uh, learn from other artists' work and to have discussion without different people who are in this field. Um, but at the same time, we did a lot of online work, mm. and this online work is very different from two years ago. At uh, that time, you're still uh, kind of exploring uh, this uh, media as a new way to uh, create. Uh, performance uh, or uh, to keep connected with the whole uh, world scene but uh, this year it's something like we're isolated uh, in this place and uh, we're the only people who are still working online (laughs) I mean in the theater or dance field Uh, so uh, it's very different attitude and uh, also from psychological side, uh, but at the same time, um, this is also what brings hope to me because I started a collective with another three female artists mm-hmm. since March, and they are all somehow um, uh, quarantined in different cities. Uh, one from them is. Uh, stuck in Switzerland because she didn't have the visa, but at the same time, she couldn't get ticket to come back to China. Mm, okay. So she's, uh, <laughs> uh, she cannot do anything, literally. Mm. I mean, she, she doesn't have the identity card. Oh. So uh, we had this um, uh, collective work, like we gathering every uh, once a week to uh, talk about a certain topic and uh, we're really developing uh, a new way to work together and we hope to make it offline mm-hmm. <laughs> soon uh, mm-hmm. maybe in several months 
So I think to keep on working with、mm. people who you trust and also people who need to work, need to create、uh, this kind of、uh, I don't know collective work. Mm. Uh, keeps me being hopeful. <laughs> yeah, we hope to like watch it. Yeah, soon. One day. <laughs> yes.、Yeah. Mm. What about you, Huan? Yes, I think uh, uh, in a way, I mean, it's kind of uh, uh, for me similar, similar to to Jennifer's. Uh, uh, I mean, ever since the beginning of this year, actually, I'm becoming. I mean, no job. You know, I mean,、mm. kind of uh, uh, penniless, no income. And uh, uh, because the theater and the museums are all kind of closed, and、uh, but it's kind of for me it's kind of ir- ironic because、uh, in last year I still kind of op- optimism. I mean, still、uh, optimistic about the future, so called, because I think things have been recovered and the, the whole COVID thing situation will be finishing soon. So I, actually, I quit the the job in the museum. I becoming I become an independent、mm. curator, yeah, or producer, whatever. So, but from this,、uh, it's quite a a a shock at the beginning. So, ah,、uh, I really don't know, and 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 I really don't know how we could、uh, keep work, ah,、uh, in this. I mean, under this policy where this. Uncertainty really rules because if you speak of zero COVID policy, I think the tricky or the challenging part is、uh, when will be zero and how long the zero could sustain or be.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is something. I mean, speaking of hope, to be honest, uh, uh, at this moment, I don't think there's any hope.、Uh, Uh, sorry, I mean, just、yeah. <laughs> try to be honest.、Mm-hmm. And I think uh, 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 something keep me moving on, or I mean, is the 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 something that I, I just need to survive, you know, I mean, at the moment. And to survive means a lot. I mean, to take off myself and also my family members. So you have some responsibilities, not just you, right? I mean, you realize you have this. You're under this. Uh, more responsibilities, and、uh, of course, I could find some help from the neighborhood, from friends. I mean, from some we call positive energy from the social media. There are some things. It's not always negative on social media. You can always you can sometimes find some 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 positive energy through the through the uh, 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 the WeChat or Weibo, and、uh, but on the other hand. I would say this.、Um, how should I say this? It's the support or the energy from the social media is a far cry from being enough. I mean,、mm. in a way, it's kind of vulnerable. I mean, you can you can like uh, uh, you can click the like or you can just say, oh, okay, please uh, just uh, uh, I support you, whatever. But、uh, it's not helping. I mean. In terms of a larger picture, you know, it's just virtual,、um, and、uh, and I, I I would I would try to talk to myself in a way that maybe it's time 
for me and my generation to experience something in China. Mm. I mean, uh, compared to maybe the generation of my parents who had experienced, you know, I mean, like cultural revolution or the famine, or lots of things, movement, political movement. But my generation and the possibly the generations after, they haven't really experienced anything, I mean, dramatic or any real hardship, I mean, compared to the previous generations. So maybe it's also, I mean, something keep me there to, to witness if there's something maybe later can be called history. Mm. So, so, so even though I was suffering during the lockdown, I keep recording the, mm. the things happening. I mean, mm. from the social media and from my surroundings, mm -hmm. like pictures, text, words, or, or short videos. I don't know how I, what, what, what was the use of it and how I actually use them in the future. But, uh, but in a way, because these things are being deleted and removed every day. So, so, but I think it's, 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 a, it's a personal action towards, uh, towards this. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, I'm creating a personal archive mm. of, of, of what happened in the previous two or three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, because I, I really cannot work during the lockdown, it's not the, uh, I'm lazy because uh, it's just that I could not, because uh, the body and the mind is kind of focusing on this survival thing. I cannot walk through, think about art anymore. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe I, I find some hope, like body-wise. You know, I, I would, I would do some exercise mm. at home, and also I joined the Meng Fan's body workshop online, mm. which is <laughs> kind of helpful. Mm. Yeah. So I, I try to find this energy. You know, I mean, from everywhere that I could find. Thank you. You guys have gone into a, a little bit about, you know, what's going on in the art scene. Can you expand on that about, you know, how has this zero COVID policy, apart from not being able to work at all, has there been any governmental help towards the theater or pre the performing arts scene in any of the cities? Uh, we can start with Meng Fan. You are an independent choreographer, right? And an artist, and you've worked with the elderly as well. Have you are you still in contact, like elderly dancers, retired ballet dancers, and this this pandemic has affected the elderly in 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 a very different way than younger people like us. So, can you shed light on on what's been going on among artists in Beijing and the artists you've worked with? Mm -hmm. Actually, before May, uh, so before Beijing lockdown, uh, I still uh, had rehearsal with the mm. elderly dancer for uh, a new project. And, but of course it's a kind of, uh, we make the rehearsal um, quiet. Uh, I mean, um, for many people together, it's almost not uh, possible. So we uh, always keep like two, three people and we always need a private space, mm -hmm. not uh, like public uh, or 
any rehearsal space provided by the government or something. Mm -hmm. There's no uh, possibility. Uh, but then I also found out the whole environment is uh, uh, influenced her uh, status a lot, that she also ha has no interest uh, or energy anymore to explore new things because she couldn't see the meaning or the hope in it. Like why we're still doing this when <laughs> everyone is not able to go out or yeah, or think about art. <laughs> uh, so uh, it was not very uh, easy to mm. keep working with people, especially uh, in a special condition, like elderly or with children, something right. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also the professional, like people, they're also like how Jennifer shared, they need to survive. Maybe they find other jobs and uh, they're more focusing on, uh, to live on something. So um, for me, uh, it's very hard to start a new, uh, new way to work with people. If I mean, if you want to experiment something new, um, and also it's hard to, uh, I mean, financially to find a place that you can always. Uh, use and uh, and stable like yeah how has this affected international collaboration with the Chinese artist do you find mm -hmm. has that helped or been there been a lot less because you can at one point at some point you can't even travel right so yeah actually I think this is kind of new model like uh, I, I need to help a French artist to mm. realize her performance in Beijing because she could not be here so I think a lot of performing artists start to this collaboration like help other international artists to uh, make their <laughs> performance uh, happen in, mm. in, in local theater so I think between this kind of a collaboration I really learn a lot and I think uh, somehow in the future we need to pass on our work to someone you never mm. met interesting and, uh, this kind of uh, I mean I may say it as score in dance like mm. to to give up to show your uh, dance score yeah, 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 to show your certain intention, your artistic intention, but at the same time, you give space for mm. other artists to get into your work and to make it real. And to I give it away, say, in a way, yeah, right? like to give yeah. it away. Yeah, so in this way, it was not so bad. <laughs> yeah. But does that mean, have you been able to make any income from art at all? Okay. Are you still yeah. also an art historian? You were, uh, a, yeah, no, okay. So <laughs> you don't teach that, like you don't teach in a university or anything like that anymore? I teach sometimes at an art college because uh, it's okay. also because the international uh, professors, they cannot visiting the university or mm. the college. So 
they need more uh, local artists to involve in the teaching scene. Mm. And I think this also helps some artists to uh, to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to leave, and you say? To, uh, to, um, to somehow, uh, I don't know, try new things with mm. students and mm. also to, um, I think somehow in last two years, I was forced to be a teacher mm. <laughs> because yeah. I never thought about that. Like mm -hmm. you really need to train yourself when you're giving class yeah. to students. And this is a big change. And online too, right? Uh, sometimes. Oh, okay. Most of the time go into the campus. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. um, Jennifer, you are a producer for both independent theater and independent artists and also commercial theater. Can you talk about that? Like, have there been a lot of people who have to leave the profession and cannot return to find other professions that, you know, give them some income or anything like that? Yeah, I think uh, like Monfan just mentioned about uh, we, some of professional people who are still working in this field have to try to survive. So I kind of like work myself part-timely on a project base with this commercial theater in a way to balance out uh, my income shortage which, which of working. The, which theater? Uh, it's, the it's a Drum Tower West Theater in Beijing. Mm -hmm. It's a local uh, commercial theater uh, with 264 seats mm. and have been um, kind of commercially quite popular. Mm -hmm. And the audiences are uh, mostly university students, actually, mm -hmm. aging from 25 to 30, oh, okay. which is a very young crowd. Um, I read that at the beginning of COVID in 2020, they staged Cherry Orchard, like an Chinese adaptation of Cherry Orchard or something. And then um, one of them uh, were selling cherries as well on the side. And like the, the audience really uh -huh. helped to sell, help sell the cherries like from these all these farms in China or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of their uh, kind of like uh, manager. Um, mm. uh, they have this idea of saving the theater by selling cherries because his family has uh, cherry um, or uh, cherry kind orchard, of like yeah. orchards yeah, back home. And, uh, and because at that time they cannot do any shows to sell. So they mm. are also trying to cope, cope with uh, the policy and uh, the real pandemic situations. Um, so I think financially they have been really, really struggling. I heard since mm -hmm. I'm project based, so I don't know much about the financial details, but, uh, as far as I have heard, uh, there are quite, quite some months that the, their employees cannot get any salaries. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, even the last May, uh, uh, not last May, this May, they didn't get the salary because in May, Beijing has also been in lockdown. So, um, but uh, yeah, so because I work with Mufan as well and uh, also a 
very interesting uh, incident. We three have met in 2021 mm -hmm. when, when Yuan was still working for this uh, main contemporary museum and we have actually performed there. That's actually, we also thought that was uh, uh, pandemic was passing in a way. <laughs> and uh, so, so, uh, so, and then afterwards the things are still not getting better and, uh, um, and Monfan's piece, When My Cue Comes, uh, with these two elderly ballet dancers mm -hmm. were also kind of like, in a way suspended because we don't have um, many opportunities to show here in Beijing, even though she has been approached by some festivals, but uh, uh, due to the pandemic, the things are uh, kind of like uh, um, halted or aborted or suspended, maybe um, uh, maybe will be postponed till later. Mm -hmm. And so my last uh, gig is working for this commercial theater. And uh, I, I, I have to say they do really um, are playing with the governments in terms of hide and seek and in terms of how oh. to, you know, like, uh, I actually so you try not to get their... caught basically they're just trying not to get caught by or yeah I uh, of course uh, but by caught is a big word I don't okay. think they dare to uh, open or sell tickets of shows without the without the permit oh, that's true that's true yeah you guys need permit yeah, too. So, yeah. yeah so it's a so um, as long as there is positive cases, they will never give us, uh, give the theater any permit. Um, mm -hmm. That's the hard condition, but I have witnessed how they turn the 70% uh, occupancy into a larger percentage with, you know, sometimes a little bit more to just, um, sell more tickets in order not to be caught that for that part i think it's uh, it's kind of like a, a loophole that uh, mm. um the commercial theater is uh, trying to um sip in or trying to you know avoid yeah and uh, yeah i think uh, because um they have to deal with a lot of paperwork yeah but uh, all the things are already digitalized so the paperwork is just procedures Mm. I think, as Monfan said, no, but I think maybe some of the uh, officials are also just uh, turning one eye open and one eye shut for mm -hmm. this kind of thing. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Yuan, can you tell us about Shanghai? And I mean, you worked in a very different kind of space, which is Contemporary Art Museum. Can you talk about that a bit? I just mentioned I just quit the, the, the job yeah, from yeah. last year. So, but uh, of course, uh, speaking of the the influence that pandemic has brought to performing arts scene, I would say you you need to to look at this issue. I mean, separately. I mean, mm. the distinction between the public and the private sectors mm. mostly. I think for the public sector, even though the theaters are closed, I mean, in a way, they are still being paid. I mean. It's mm. just, uh, of course, the payment is from, and financially, it's not that a heavy burden, I mean, for the state-owned or government-owned theater or theater mm -hmm. companies. Mm -hmm. but for this private section, uh, that's another story, because I think uh, even before the COVID-19, uh, I wouldn't call, I mean, 
the, the independent sector or the private sector has a good life. I mean, I'm not talking about the commercial sector, I'm talking about independent scene. Uh, we are still having a very hard time, I mean, because there is no such thing as funding, I mean, uh, in China, I mean, funding system for, for, for independent artists, for the private sectors, uh, artists. So, 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 so as far as I, I observe or I see, uh, there are, I mean, particularly uh, the freelance performing artists uh, like living in Shanghai, uh, they are really having a, a tough time, and particularly for the for the younger artists because they don't have savings and uh, they don't have jobs or projects. So how could they afford? The, the, the house rent, the rent, and then keep continue uh, be living in this uh, 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 high living cost the, the city. I mean, so uh, I, I would say some people or some 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 someone uh, even they will try to to apply jobs for food delivery. Yeah, but uh, but later on, it's really hard for them to to sustain themselves. So. Uh, I'm witnessing people are leaving the city. I mean, particularly for independent artists, they're leaving the city, they're, they're coming back to other cities which there's no lockdown or they're back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's also for like uh, uh, independent uh, or private theater or dance company which uh, survive or earn their living by education, like, uh, uh, they will they will have this uh, how to say uh, uh, they will they will they will teach people how to dance or how to do theaters, but during the lockdown they, they have no income from that sector too. I mean, uh, uh, together with no no income from performances, so I think it's kind of hard for them. So yeah, I mean, I mean uh, uh, in a way it's, it's like a, it's a heavy hit I would say so far. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a heavy hit. So, and uh, uh, there is a local uh, ensemble or collective we call Nyo Collective, uh, which has been uh, for, for, it's been established, uh, I think more than 15 years. And it's, it's not a theater company. It used to be a theater company, which is specialized in contemporary theater or dance theater. But then slowly they become an association of freelance artists. So I think they're trying to organize some event mm. or something uh, 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 to to uh, how's it to boost the morale mm. of, of of the people still. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, living in the city. So, but I'm not sure whether it, it would be happening because, uh, as far as I know, they were they, they're going to launch it by the end of this month. But I'm still worried about that. So, but I hope. I mean, they could do something at least. So, um, well, I believe there's like many online work emerging like after the pandemic, is it true? And is there any subject, specific subject or theme that um, artists in China are interested at the moment that is different from the pre-COVID era? I will start with Ming Fan. I think more or less what artists are interested now is how to gather people again to Mm -hmm. make people uh, together. So uh, I think mm, most of artists are trying to 
create event uh, and uh, uh, somehow helping each other to get out of this uh, uh, hard situation. And uh, I think uh, this kind of uh, festival-like <laughs> uh, event Mm -hmm. uh, something is more important than uh, more important than really to uh, how to say to create a performance mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for the moment mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what about Jennifer mm -hmm. I actually wrote down the answers for this question I feel <laughs> maybe yeah like i don't trust my aura in english and um i i feel like uh for the three years until the covid first broke people are having different reactions towards uh for the first year and a half roughly i somehow separated into three stages uh for the first and half for the first year and a half it seems people are still kind of believing that this is going to be uh soon passed so I think, um, uh, so some of the works are actually the works they have been working on before. So basically they are still catching up with uh, their own projects, not really reacting to what is now uh, because they think this is probably just temporary. Uh, but then, then I think uh, in 2021, things uh, start to booming, uh, uh, like artists start to, having um, first-hand experiences. And uh, I, the only work I think that I, I have seen is a stage reading festival called Sound and Fury uh, happening in Beijing. I think that was maybe in 2021 mm -hmm. with uh, playwrights gathering uh, to have their plays related with the topic of COVID read out by actors. Um, but it's, uh, it stays as an underground event without the approval of the censorship. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that was the, uh, the, the only thing I, I, I have watched that is very COVID related and very, um, very about what is happening uh, and also how people are reacting towards the certain experiences during the COVID. Uh, for the second half of the three years, which is the second one and a half year, I feel like um, it's things become so complicated for people to react. And uh, so far, uh, there are just uh, uh, kind of like a, a moment to catch up with this uh, um, break time, like when there is zero cases, and then people start to do some performances like kind of like really catching up with this break time and uh, I guess then things become and also uh, censorship becoming really sensitive about this kind of topics so I haven't seen really uh, projects related with this issue I guess uh, I guess it, I also have the feeling that things are going backwards a little bit nobody is really stepping out to 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 um to do something so but yeah. i guess maybe people need time to yeah. 
to, to process, to, right? To process, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Yuan? Yeah, I, I would say if you you're saying, I mean, uh, creativity or, or 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 something to do with the pandemic, uh, I would say rather than artists, I would say just ordinary people. They they are really responding to to what's happening. I mean, uh, at the moment, so it's, it's more or less like uh, everyone is an artist. Uh, so people are responding to 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 the uh, zero COVID co- policy, to the lockdown, to the absurdity. I mean, in their own way, I think by by like uh, 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 writing about jokes, uh, like uh, or doing this configuration or or, or distorting the images uh, from this uh, 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 official propaganda and. Even people are making short videos, try to mock uh, the policy or what's going on. Yeah, I think uh, uh, in a way, I think every, people are making their own art, which is kind of understood by everybody. Mm. And it's kind of uh, distributed uh, uh, very popularly, I mean, and very swiftly throughout the social media. But at the same time, I would say it's, it's, it's also, I mean, in a way, kind of like short memory. I mean, uh, you do something that is spreaded and maybe two months later, nobody gonna remember this. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, and uh, in terms of our artists, um, during the lockdown, actually, I'm not seeing particularly any interesting art. Mm. I just remember one thing, uh, one, one, one performance is kind of, it's independent, Dancer called Yu Guojun. Actually, she he he is uh, uh, he is he's he's desperate and disappointed. So he decided to leave the city. So right before uh, the the day he left Shanghai, he gave a performance on the street. So he danced, I think in a way improvisationally, and uh, uh, on this uh, empty street in the midnight. Mm-hmm. and being recorded and spread on social media. So uh, in a way, I think this is, 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 it's not easy to, to, to say what kind of emotion that he may have at that time. It's kind of uh, complex or, but in a way, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the kind of in, immediate, immediate response to be given by an individual artist. And more often I think that this uh, you call art or the, the works is being uh, given or created by musicians. Mm-hmm. They are responding to it uh, quite quite immediately. I mean, and they are making songs or music I mean, a- according to the situation. Yeah. And the and, uh, sorry, they're distributing it sorry? online as well. So they just play it on, live online, or do they just kind of record it and then put it on, uh, put it on social media and all of that? Both, the musicians, both. yeah, yeah, yeah. Musicians they will do online, but then they also record it and then uh, uh, spread it mm-hmm. on on social media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, in regarding of the media, I would say music is having this advantage. I mean, compared to to theater, which you need a space, you need to gather people, you need to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more 
like an individual creativity. And uh, uh, and uh, uh, just uh, just kidding. I, I I was also becoming a poet. I mean, mm. uh, trying to respond to I mean this bizarre uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean there are a lot of people that they're, they're trying to to do something to this pandemic situation. Yeah, I try my best to record it, but. The, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I mean, since time lapses or passes, I mean, people's this this the mind or the way they reacted to the situation also changes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 a very durational impact on them. So I don't know how. Maybe how 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 much time we will need to really seriously respond to to this artistically. Mm. Uh, you and I'm I'm curious. Um, you mentioned um the artists, the other artists um published their work on social media, right? Uh, I'm curious. Um, which platform Chinese um artists usually post their work or publish their work online? Because I'm not used to any of those. <laughs> Yeah, I mean there are different kinds. Uh, like uh, you mean you mean any performing arts, you mean theater? Yeah, or, or anything that the artists, Chinese artists, like to you know publish their work for the public yeah, or the audience. Yeah, uh, 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 for me, I mean, uh, uh, one one work is kind of impressive for me is that uh, I think it's a, a visual artist or contemporary artist or sound artist. She's like uh, uh, recording the. The words from the speaker. I mean, the, uh, you know, the uh, the the government. They will use the the speaker, the amplifier, mm-hmm. to to spread their message. I mean, in the neighborhood, in the community. Uh-huh. So so she's she's collecting or she's recording this this sound, and then she's uh uh how to say she's collage or she's uh trying to redo the text and the sound. Mm-hmm. So and make a, a a piece of 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 sound that when you listen you listen you 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 can hear the words but you don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. You know she's like mix all the sound and the text together. I mean mm-hmm. so it's becoming a a, a clip of, of of sound. Yeah, I mean if you do not pay attention to it, it seems like it's like uh, 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 telling about some something from the government. But mm. if you listen closely, it's, it's totally nonsense. Mm-hmm. What platform, you know, social media that the, the artists, Chinese artists use? I mean, like in Thailand, they always use like Facebook, you know, yeah. to like publish their work. I'm not sure if yeah. it's the same because Facebook is banned in China, right? Yeah, it's banned. I mean, here is uh, mostly I think on WeChat. Uh, WeChat Sometimes right. on Weibo, but uh, WeChat is uh, more often. Oh really? Used okay. Because it's kind of uh, uh, quite many functions. I mean, text, oh. um, uh, music, uh, videos, all possible. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, as far as I, I'm, I'm saying about the the, the theater work, there's one. One uh, one director, I think from Wuhan. I mean, she has made a piece reflecting actually the lockdown happening in Wuhan. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, 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 at the kind of at the beginning of the of the of the pandemic. So, which I think was being staged uh, in some theater. Yeah. So she's creating a theater work. 
and uh, trying to reflect how people has gone through during this lockdown in in, in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about censorship a little bit. Jennifer mentioned that you have to get permit for most for all the performances, right? Uh, before you can actually stage them. How comfortable are artists when it comes to talking about COVID in their art? I think there's not so much. I mean, as far as I could see, there's so much that people really talking about pandemic mm-hmm. and COVID in, in, in their art or in, mm-hmm. in their artworks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far as I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, particularly for theater. I mean, for theater. Of course, I mean, uh, the, the, the guy from Wuhan is really trying to elaborate in what's, what has happened. But uh, I haven't seen the piece, so I don't know how, how open it, uh, she could be in, in the theater piece yeah, mm-hmm. to talk about it. I mean, at least it's not a, a drama piece. It's not a theater piece. It's not, uh, I mean, a, a piece largely depending on text or words, mm. still mostly uh, on body, uh, on the visual, visual perspective of, 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 of of this, I mean, artistically, I mean, yeah. So if you speak of censorship, I would say, I mean, roughly speaking, I mean, uh, the most censored is of course the theater. I mean, uh, mm. uh, I mean, literally speaking is the, the, the theater piece with, 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 with script or based on stories, based on, based mm-hmm. on words. Yeah, so that's why I, 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 I'm not, uh, I, I, I kind of given up my 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 interest a job in theater because I used to work in a theater, mm-hmm. in a national theater. Yeah, I mean, which is focused on on on, on drama and theater. So, but I think uh, there's quite limited space for them to 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 express really to touch upon the contemporary issues. I mean, the issues which needs to be touched upon in the theater. And this is the, the, the reason why theater exists. I mean, the, the, the raison d'etre of theater, if there is any, then, 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 but we are not allowed to talk about it. So, so what's the point of me being in the theater? And there's not so many original plays really, that really dealing with the, this, uh, the social issues so-called, or the, 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 the things that we're being confronted with. So, so I, I kind of turned from verbal to nonverb. I mean, from language to, to, to body. I mean, so so, uh, so I'm largely working in, in, in the so-called contemporary theater, which I think is based still based on, on body, and uh, 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 other than words. So, which has this uh, uh, advantage of of being ambiguous. I mean, of of not straight to the point. But people who understand, they, 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 of course, they will, will know what you're talking about, and they will get uh, their own interpretation. So, for censorship, what else could I say? Is that uh, uh, okay? I will say it in, in this in, in this way because I, I'm now I'm now in Singapore, and as you may know, I mean there is censorship also in Singapore, right? I mean. But by comparison, I find this is quite a different things. Mm. In Singapore, even though they have censorship, I mean, uh, the government is kind of 
actually they're willing to to have conversations or dialogues with the artists. Mm. And artists are also willing to 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 talk with the the government uh, if they do not understand of if they do not if they think it dangerous or risky or sensitive. I mean. But the artists, they can still touch upon the sensitive topics like religion, like race, like uh, like gender. I mean, so there is a space of negotiation, of conversation between the two. I mean, uh, parties, whatever. Mm. So, but in China, it's not. It's it's it, 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 if the government says no, it means no. No means no. I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's no way to 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 negotiate, to to to, to struggle or to find uh, some more space. They ask you to cut, then you have to cut. Just to mm-hmm. cancel, you have to cancel. I mean, mm-hmm. if not, then yeah. But of course, I mean, on the other hand, uh, some artists will say uh, it, it might be good that uh, uh, I mean, under this pressure, it's also good for them to create something mm-hmm. new. I mean. You know, under this censorship, then then I think it's another topic we can debate about it whether it's beneficial or whether it's uh, a good for the artists. I mean, under this pressure of censorship, for them to create uh, something interesting in order to mm-hmm. avoid or evade this this danger or the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think this is something else. Yeah. Um, Jennifer, are you comfortable talking about the? Because you said in other conversations that uh, there was like a Kafka production, a, a, a play based on Kafka. And it was kind of like this feeling of, you know, being in prison, uh, right? Like that people are, do- there's some, the people have like, think of Kafka right now or at, you know, during the lockdown or something like that. Can you talk a bit about that? Uh, yeah, that was the production. I worked with this commercial theater and they adopted uh, Kafka's texts. Uh, they uh, report to the academy into um, uh, a theater production, which turns out to be a huge success. Oh, wonderful. Uh, which in a way also kind of like relate to maybe what I have uh, uh, noticed or observed, like uh, Kafka's texts are becoming kind of like um, so relatable to mm-hmm. people nowadays with all these twisted prospects and also things that they couldn't um, process or things that they couldn't understand and also relate to this ape being present and uh, trying to figure out a way to uh, escape by becoming a human, which is already very twisted um, in this story. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I think even though the text is not saying anything about COVID or policies of quarantine or how people are treated in a similar way of this ape has been treated, uh, taken from a, 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 from an island and then put into the prison and uh, on a boat and shipped to another place. Uh, that's what the story says, but somehow, uh, and also the director didn't change any of the much of the text mm. into a contemporary context or anything. So it's basically uh, authentically Kafka's text, uh, just translated in Chinese. And um, but it was a solo performance mm. with the actors only using his body 
without anything um, stage design wise and uh, just no words. the last. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, the, the words. words. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the words as well. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but no stage design or uh, anything extra. Just the light, the actor, and uh, the empty floor, the empty stage. Interesting. And um, but somehow it, it's pretty powerful. And uh, there was one scene that the ape was locked inside the cage, which was no cage, but just uh, demonstrated by the light and. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think, and also the actor was cre- pretty well in terms of uh, uh, mimicking how the ape was uh, um, uh, making this sound of mm-hmm. despa- uh, depression or mm-hmm. desperation. And uh, that really resonates with uh, a lot of audiences present. Interesting. And um, like uh, what Yuan says, the music, uh, the, the sound, yeah, the sound is really a strong media um, in this sense as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so, but the funny thing is that we actually, uh, the actor, the actor actually uh, wrote some of the texts himself, but inspired by Peter Handeker's self-accusation. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, but that was not going to the uh, censorship because oh, okay. it was already too late. The tickets has been issued. And uh, okay. so they kind of sneak their way not to, um, past the censorship, the, the, the kind of like they didn't update the text for okay. the bureau to uh, see. And in that in that part of the text, there are some parts that can be a little bit sensitive. But the thing also, uh, like Yuan also mentioned, is a very complicated thing because you know we have been in this environment, and we have been also self censoring ourselves mm-hmm. in a lot of ways when we talk or speak i don't even know how i may be in the process of the conversation also self-censor um in a in a in an unconscious way or so i guess we can only give you a glimpse of uh, what the censorship is in the context of the theater yeah that's fine that's fine totally fine i understand and uh um Mengfan, i just to say because uh, in thailand too um there's a certain amount of censorship, not as bad as Singapore, not as strict as Singapore, and definitely not as, as, as strict as China. We don't performing arts, for example, we don't need to have ratings. We don't have to ask for permit permission. It's quite like, and there's not a lot of support in, in there's not a lot of interest uh, when it comes to theater in general by the public and also by the government. So um, we're freer in theater, but it's interesting to see that in, in China, you said perf- uh, in the performing arts, theater is the most censored because of text as well. And then you guys go to the body. And uh, there are some political uh, Thai political artists who go, you know, who resort to the body to talk about issues that it's hard to talk about. Can you talk a, b- a bit about that too, Mengfan? Because you, you're a choreographer. Yeah, mm, I think most of censorship related to political topic, uh, which in China is uh, maybe against uh, propaganda of the mm, uh, of the state, of the government. Uh, mm, so I think uh, the theater in China never becomes a space to talk about political topics but it's also not our tradition. Mm. So it's something from the uh, modern 
European theaters. Uh, so, but it doesn't mean we cannot be political in theater, like mm -hmm. in our artistic creation. Uh, I think more and more people turn to uh, do dance and uh, to use body. It's already, uh, uh, how to say, uh, the artistic de decision to um, talk about polit politics in new way. So me, uh, personal too, uh, I feel like uh, the people I cooperate with, uh, like children and also elderly people, um, they're to present their bodies, uh, which are uh, not so much uh, seen in the uh, theater or in the performing arts uh, space. It's already something uh, special that to invite people to just look at these bodies. So I think uh, many people, uh, many artists choose very different way to show their political attitude in the theater, which uh, can, maybe cannot, will not be related to the censorship or to be censored uh, uh, negatively. <laughs> So also me personally, I never encountered a censor problems, uh, but I wouldn't say I'm not uh, uh, radical <laughs> or something. Just I choose very indirect way to do it. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's also my artistic. Uh, yeah, if, if, you, if I may add up, I think, yeah. uh, 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 I think how say just uh, the, the artist way of being political uh, changes or, or varies uh, uh, in different times uh, among different generations. I mean, maybe for the previous generations, they would uh, choose really to be political political. I mean, uh, you can see they're in their works, they're talking about political movements or whatever. So, but uh, for, the, for, for, for us or even for the younger generations, they would not, uh, state themselves or express themselves or uh, dealing with this issue in, in this quite direct way. But they are also uh, uh, trying to, to create uh, and to, to, to express their own resistance in their own way. So uh, I, I fully agree that in a way body itself is political, right? Mm -hmm. So it depends on how you see it. And, uh, but who knows? I mean, it, it could be that, I mean, at this time, people are using body to, to be political and the government is just cannot uh, follow. I mean, mm -hmm. they may not be able to understand what it means. Right? So, but, uh, but I, I think, I mean, when time moves, it's really hard to, to, to know. I mean, when the government is also capable of reading the body. Mm -hmm in the performance, <laughs> right? It could be tricky. So this is just the, the time, I mean, the, the, the gap or the lapse, I mean, that, that uh, we have this freedom of being ambiguous mm -hmm. at the moment. Ivan, uh, do you want to add anything about the government eventually being able to read the body or <laughs> figuring it out or? 
I think a lot of people they sent to the uh, to the live performance like they're really a team of the people to censor in life and uh, they are really well educated so they can really read the line <laughs> and uh, interesting so they do send yeah. people during the performances to to yeah. see that yeah. okay okay and but and it's not in uniform or anything sorry no, no, no. okay yeah. and they really buy the ticket and uh, i think this group of people really becoming younger and younger <laughs> oh that's interesting <laughs> and more and more professional yes yes Interesting. Yeah. And, 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 and in a way, I'm just, uh, just a, a joke. Actually, they are growing with the artists. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> artistically, and they are becoming more and more passionate and interested in what we are doing. Are they coming um, to your side? Or? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> they still have their own job, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, for me, I just heard from, from someone just told me that uh, uh, he called these people, I mean, uh, philosophical police or, or, or police or philosophy police anyway because in the conversation uh, he was just uh, uh, talking to you in a very concise way he says just uh, are you trying to do 1984 <gasps> wow you know that's the conversation so he he, he he's knowledgeable he knows i mean so things. he so instead this... of being illiterate so yeah. they they post they they kind of sound like they're fans if yeah, they come I mean, up and talk to you or yeah so you have to be aware of that but some really i mean it's, it's really funny some really uh, they, they, they they are founding their own theater company <laughs> interesting okay. some it's really becoming their hobby or interest mm. but some i mean still i mean they are they are they are not in the uniform but uh, they are like coming to your performance or to the to the shows every time and they are really watching you and your fear bill being watched. Mm. Thank you. Um, and go ahead. So what are your biggest worries regarding the current situation and the future of your city's performance are seen if the zero COVID policy continues? I will start with Jennifer then. Um, biggest worries. Yeah. yeah. Um, my Mm, I think my biggest worry uh, is still about because now I'm already a little bit like that kind of man side, just like trying to forget things and uh, move on, even though I don't want that to uh, happen. But somehow I, I was trying to avoid being always like uh, uh, feeling this aimless or hopeless and <laughs> depressed and uh, trying to catch up with work so that that can give like make me feel busy so that I wouldn't um, think about this anymore and uh, I think that's my biggest concern when everything passes and uh, people would forget and forgive and um, and uh, I just also have the general feeling that people are ever more relying on virtual way of communication like we are doing now and uh, but I think I think this is a good sign, though, uh, in terms of uh, exploring uh, different and new uh, ways of making and creating uh, things. Um, like me and uh, Amita also met uh, with uh, this international visitors program. We actually never physically met, oh. <laughs> but we have, 
So, but we have this connection already, and now with Yuan and Mofan joining us, and maybe later some other Chinese artists and groups you can interview. And so, yeah. um, but somehow I feel like uh, at least here in Beijing, uh, personally, I have the feeling that the theater production is still in a very conventional way of um, making arts or mm. not trying to exploring. Um, new or virtual ways of uh, online and offline, this kind of hybrid way. Maybe in, in times of uh, uh, the COVID, but now when everything is open again, um, this uh, kind of exploration of hybrid of online and offline or uh, physical and virtual, can it be a new way to make productions? Um, so that's my two concerns, like. Mm -hmm. What yeah. about you, Mingfan? I don't know if we can still call it a performing art scene mm -hmm. because I feel people are leaving the city, especially mm -hmm. like from Beijing because many artists cannot afford the life here. And uh, uh, also uh, in the capital, it's more strict with the uh, COVID policies. So uh, they always, uh, I think many people choose to work in smaller cities where mm. they can always uh, do the showing. Uh, and I think in the last two years, it's also hard for us to have new uh, group of audience. Like maybe people never really sit in the theater to feel what is theater and they don't have this body experience maybe they watch online, they watch uh, theater pieces, but it's not theater, it's not dance. And uh, this is really uh, I, my big concern, uh, how to reconnect my, my audience. And, uh, mm, and I, yeah, I don't know. I cannot imagine. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know how to. Um, and also, there are less younger uh, artists we can see, like uh, emerging artists, because they don't have uh, space and uh, chance to practice. Mm. They maybe they come up from the university and then they just give up to be artist, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I'm not so <laughs> hopeful for the scene and uh, yeah. Yeah, and can I ask like, um, if like artists from small um, province or cities are like, I'm not sure because I'm not used to like Chinese um, theater art scene. So um, is there any big difference between um, artists working in the big city like Beijing and Shanghai and others based in like smaller cities? I think um, it's very different. They organize their group and how to cooperate with the theater because maybe in smaller cities, they used to uh, present their work uh, in uh, uh, public space or other space than theater mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they might not have a, a independent theater 
where they can show regularly. Mm -hmm. But of course, there are a lot of uh, city theater or national theater where uh, it's open for the artists inside the system, which means uh, they, they work for the propaganda. Mm -hmm. And I think this is very different from our, uh, our group of mm -hmm. artists who are uh, like uh, financially supported by themselves mm. mostly uh, or other international art organizations. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, what about you, Yuan? What are your worries? My worry is that uh, uh, how long the body is going to be closed or how, how soon it will open. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so... It's not just about travel, I think it's more about uh, this communication and conversation uh, between China and abroad. Mm -hmm. And uh, also for me personally, I, mean, uh, I have a lot of projects to do with, I mean, the international scene, mm -hmm. collaborations and cross-cultural uh, productions. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so how long, I mean, we can afford, I mean, I mean, the country is being shut down uh, like this. So, and uh, regarding the, the, how to say, the, the, the digital or the, I mean, the new attempts uh, for performing arts, uh, collaborate with, uh, I mean, maybe the new media artists or visual artists. Uh, I, actually, I would like to ask you, mm -hmm. have you ever seen anything really interesting, I mean, for this so-called new form, or maybe, I mean, a combination of online and offline, or just online performances? And uh, because I, I'm also worrying for one thing is that uh, we theater people do not have this technological, technical advantage. I mean, if we transfer ourselves to, to virtual, to the digital space, and there are, I mean, digital artists who have, or who own this upper hand of us, and we might follow them. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, we we are kind of people who who are good at the, the spot, the space, at the, the, mm -hmm. the current time. I mean, but we are not the, the people who who is good at uh, technology. I mean, so so I mean because I have seen quite a few uh, so-called digital performances, which I mean I think the theater people has lost their advantage totally. As uh, mm -hmm. uh, becoming or even becoming puppets of the of the uh, the other media's artists. Interesting. So, or or or, and you can see, I mean, performances like uh, uh, I also see new attempt, which I think being invested uh, uh, a lot, like uh, a large investment. I mean, like they making performances like a video game. I mean, 
it's like uh, the audience are playing a role, I think. I mean, mm. or, or we call metaverse. I, I, I'm really kind of illiterate on this, but mm. I see it's more or less like a, a, a video game. So it's maybe becoming entertaining, maybe audience love it, but uh, I still question, I mean, the, the, if I may question the theatricality mm -hmm. in it. Mm. Yeah, uh, rather than this, I mean, being entertained uh, mm -hmm. uh, or, 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 or being like uh, 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 a trying something new. I mean, so, so something, is there something behind? So personally, I really haven't seen anything really interesting. I would say, oh, it might be a new direction. Yeah, but, but I haven't given up this. Uh, I'm still watching, I'm still uh, following, I mean, this, this attempt I mean, in this in this direction, either you call it hybrid performance or digital performance. Mm -hmm. So this is also my question. I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And how how long how long the the people will 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 keep their interest in it yeah. after the COVID situation? Right. I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me personally, when I when I when I watch or when I see the performances, I'm 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 oftentimes I have to say I'm oftentimes absent-minded. So I'm I'm oftentimes distracted. I mean, like I'm like watching my mobile or at the same time watching my laptop. You know, I mean, I can be cooking or whatever. So I, I'm not really taking it seriously. Oh, I just can watch it like five or ten minutes, and I know the idea, and bye bye. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, this this is something. Yeah, but I still keep the options open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think when I said that, in a way, it's uh, compared with very extremely traditional theater when they waste a lot of budget on stage scenography mm -hmm. and uh, not very environmental. I see actually the new way of making this uh, theater works as in a way more um, an attempt I don't want to say it's already a fixed form or, but I feel like um, it's a new way to explore a um, simpler, uh, more economical way of, um, and also to enlarge the topic, uh, more multidisciplinary in a way. Mm. Just a, a response to what Yuan has mentioned. And also my, my question also, like my uh, curiosity also, that's why I, also kept it, kept it open. And I also mm -hmm. I invited Monfan to work also on another project, which is fully virtual based. <laughs> but Monfan, you, you said earlier that it was kind of cruel, right? To kind of just have artists work virtually. Like there's something not mm -hmm. quite right about that. I think my point uh, at that was, uh more about not to uh, involve bodily mm -hmm. uh, but also i mean to work with this collective i just mentioned mm -hmm. uh, we also try to um, work with the body mm. and uh, also to talk about how to be embodied in this online work mm. uh, because you need to think about it. You cannot just let it be. And uh, I think between this watching and uh, 
watching behind the screen, there's also something happened that uh, really affected the person on the other side. But mm -hmm. uh, just as Yuan mentioned, uh, if the theater is open again, will I still be interested in this topic? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And um, are, are we allowed to talk about the Ranzu, the Ran philosophy? Because, no, okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, Why? Why no? <laughs> you want to talk about it? No, no, I'm open. Because you said one of the words you, you chose in the beginning was running. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to talk about it. Yeah, are we, are we allowed? <laughs> Do we have to cut? I think. Yeah, I I think this is okay, right? But most yeah, I mean, run. Always, what, what's always... wrong with run? I mean, I mean <laughs> come on. Okay. Think... That's always the almost the most popular word. I mean, on social media. <laughs> yes, go yeah, ahead, Yuan. Because <laughs> it it oh. it talks about the future a bit. That's why I was kind of curious, right? Like the whether this yeah, I mean, applies I, I, to the theater. And one of you said that there are not a lot of new generations. This is a, it's, yeah, it's just a new word. I think particularly it was born during this lockdown time that people just felt frustrated. And uh, the only way they could think of just to get rid of this is to run away. I mean, as a human being, right? I mean, if you are uh, being stuck, I mean, or in a war or what, you know, difficult situation, if you cannot handle it, if you cannot confront it with positive, I mean, solutions, the, 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 I mean, the only way you could think of is to run away, right? I mean, yeah, so, so, but run as, maybe you know, I mean, when we call it run is because it's Chinese word run is also, uh, because we first, we use the Chinese word run and the run in the pronunciation is as the same as run in English. So I think this is the, the, the mood is being shared uh, among the people, particularly for the younger generation, who is kind of short of means to deal with the life at the moment. So for me personally, I just uh, kind of, I think I was kind of lucky just to, to, to manage to run away because this is the, the residency, the research residency I have now is that I, I apply last year. So mm. I happened to give it a go and then, yeah. But if I don't have this, residency, I don't know how I can run, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's no visa being given to tourists. From China. From China, yeah, yeah. You cannot uh, have tourist visa, yeah, to, 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 to go out of China, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is all, all the, 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 the mentality or, 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 yeah, I mean, particularly among the younger generation, uh, same as run, same as, as I said, tamping, lying flat. So uh, it's, it's different from, I think it's different from uh, just uh, being, uh, uh, how is it, inactively, uh, 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 inactive attitude towards life, but it's, it's a way of, of dealing the current situation when you do not have any other choice. So why should I work uh, so hard, like to earn so so little? Or earn, mm -hmm. earn, earn, the, the more uh, the the more I work, the less I earn. So why why should I, I be so yeah. hard working? 
<laughs> so it's against, you know, it's against this neo-nepotism or whatever. So, but this is something uh, the government do not like to see because uh, they want every Chinese people to be diligent, hardworking, and you know, to, to, to stimulate the economy. So, yeah, but I think it's quite interesting that we have, we, we, we now witnessing this, 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 uh, distinction between the younger generation and the older generation. Mm -hmm. So the younger generation choose uh, 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 um, uh, from the outside eye, maybe a negative attitude towards life, but it's the only thing left that they, 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 could, they could do at the moment. So I, I fully understand, I mean, the way uh, or the attitude they are choosing. It's more or less like, you can say it's more or less like hippie or not, 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 not exactly the same, or more like uh, this, uh, uh, how should I say, the non-violence, non-violent, non-cooperative movement, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. by this Indian, I mean, uh, the great yeah. man, Gandhi uh, or whatever. Gandhi, yeah. Gandhi, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not, 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 not cooperating with you, not collaborating with you, but uh, mm -hmm. we're not using violence. Civil disobedience, I mean, yeah. Yeah, a civil disobedience, that's true. So for me, I mean, it is a form or way of resistance. resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, towards this pressure or this injustice being uh, being imposed on them mm -hmm. or on us. Uh, Do you want to add anything? Because, uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, man, no, 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 no. I'm talking too much, I think. No, no. It's dangerous. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Jennifer, did you want to add anything? Um, I think it's... No, I don't have anything to... Uh, it, it actually, I have to say, I, this is the first time I heard about this word. Oh, really? <laughs> That's Maybe interesting. I, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I thought it was oh so interesting God. when when uh, I've been I, I read about it. There was just one article that I read about it, and then um, and then it was so interesting when when Yuan said it at the beginning that you said running. That was one of the words you chose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for for me, it's not run because it's not result. I'm still running because <laughs> uh, okay, this is something. Why I say running because I think it's it's, it's a motion in progress or actually in progress mm. because even. If I'm in Singapore, I don't think I have managed to get rid of the reality in Shanghai. Because I, I, I cannot, I cannot help, I cannot help like reading the, the posts, the news in Shanghai through social media, even when I'm, I'm in Singapore. And uh, if I have time, I would like to share one of my Singaporean dreams. Mm -hmm. I have a Singaporean dream here, you know, I mean, because one evening in the hotel, I, 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 I had a dream in which I became a butterfly, oh. you know, and I'm one of a group of butterflies flying happily towards nowhere, oh. and, uh, and uh, we are kind of colorful, and I was, I think, crystal blue, and <gasps> uh, glowing and glittering, quite beautiful, yeah, but one thing is, for, is, is interesting for me is that Visually, you see the butterflies, they are, they are all flying. But at that time, I was feeling, I was running. Interesting. As, you didn't as feel like flying. As I could. Yeah, I, I am not flying. I'm not running. I know. I remember my body. My body tells me I'm, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was running. Interesting. Running extremely fast, as fast as I could. 
they try to 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 run away from something. You know? So so yeah, I mean this is uh, yeah, I mean so so which means I mean I mean I'm not sure whether I'm in Singapore at the moment mm-hmm. or in Shanghai. Um, mm-hmm. or I mean neither of these two cities. Oh my sorry, places. Yeah. Interesting. And what are you most hopeful about what it, when it comes to theater and artists and audience in China? We can start with Meng Fang. Uh, I think I have mentioned it in the last question, but I, I don't feel so hopeful. This <laughs> 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 topic, maybe you. Jennifer can add something to that because okay. you have had some audience uh, recently, like how they react oh. to to, to your um, oh, Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but the answer to this question, I also I don't feel that hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that the future three to five years are going to be a, a bit difficult and grim. I can only hope oh. that there is no conflict in the regional mm-hmm. area <laughs> but yeah. that's more uh, about uh, international affairs but I think the theater is um, I think the theater is disguised uh, it's, it's um, developed uh, as far as I just my personal obser- uh, observing it's uh, developed under the disguise of uh, cultural capital and uh, it's used also to spur economics and a strategic employment deployment, mm-hmm. like uh, because this is also an industry, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's uh, not a very matured industry. So I don't I don't know how how much really critical art uh, value it can bring to the society. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You want any hope? <laughs> you were running. Like butterflies. Yeah, I'm running. I'm running without hope. <laughs> but I think uh, if I, I have hope, if I, I'm trying to be positive, okay. So I think uh, the the people who come to the theater to the performance, they are still very young. Mm. I mean, compared to what you can see in Europe or in West, I mean, people who come into the theater they're always, you know, I mean, they have white hair or they're quite old in a way. I mean. Uh, but uh, here is the younger generation who choose to go to theater and to, to see performing arts. So if I may hope, I mean, if that is the hope in time. So if we still have this time, so, I mean, but of course me is not anymore that young, but I think the, 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 the people who, 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 who go to the theater to performing arts, they are still young. They may bring something new, which I do not really know at the moment. Mm. Thank you. And go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what is the current atmosphere in your country? In one word, I will go with Jennifer first. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think it's the in the city, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, uh, in, Beijing. Mm-hmm. in Beijing. Yeah, I think in Beijing is uh, like also I have mentioned that this is a short window of no positive cases. So everybody is really catching up with the things they can do and uh, to for theaters to 
have shows and uh, because they never know what's next uh, to come so mm -hmm. kind of like hurrying and uh, uh, running uh, running <laughs> <laughs> as well <laughs> but running okay. yeah running <laughs> yeah so, Ming Fan what about Shanghai one word Oh no, Meng Fan is in Beijing, right? Meng Fan is oh, in sorry. Beijing. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I, I actually arrived in Shanghai two days ago. Okay, ah, okay. So I'm right. Ah. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so current atmosphere in Shanghai. Yeah. Um, I may say a restraint. So I feel people actually have great anger and uh, also uh, emotionally uh, there they experience too much, but now they, they try to be, uh, they try to restrain this anger and also other emotion, try to be normal mm. in life. Mm. Uh, but I feel there should be some place or some way for them to really express. And of course, I think there things happen like violence uh, in the city recently and mm -hmm. uh, I hope they don't express in that way mm -hmm. but I could feel the yeah. tension in the well, end. When you left Beijing what was the atmosphere like? How would you describe the atmosphere in Beijing? Just a day or two when you left a, a day or two ago when you left? Peaceful. Wow really. okay interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's really so contrary before a uh, rainstorm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, your turn, Yuan. So you let's say about the one word about Shanghai where you, when you left first then. Oh, when I left. Yeah. How many weeks ago was that? Mm. I think the the end of June. Okay. What was the atmosphere then? I mean I'm trying to remember. Okay. <laughs> I think at that time, I would say, if I may betray myself, the word is helpful. Oh, helpful. Oh, okay. Because it's just uh, two or three weeks after the lockdown was over. Oh, the okay. people are still like hoping that things will get back to normal, you know. Mm -hmm. And compared so, to Singapore right now. Yeah, right now. Oh, Singapore. Okay, Singapore is uh, what I should say. Normal. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Singapore. Only one word for Singapore. Surreal. Mm. Surreal. 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 For me, I mean, for me only. Okay, for me. Normal is surreal now. <laughs> <laughs> Surreal. Okay. <laughs> for me only. Okay. okay. <laughs> All the normal cities are surreal. Surreal freak. <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> <laughs> and last question: What is your current state of mind in one word? Let's go with Yuan first. I feel kind of, uh, I mean, in a way, released. I mean, mm. after this long talk with you guys. Oh. Yeah, because there's not many chances for me to, to, to talk about uh, me and the situation in Shanghai. I mean, in here, I mean, I don't want to repeat myself. I mean, how much I have suffered, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, it's not everybody would like to 
listen to yourself stories. You know? But uh, yeah, particularly uh, I'm sharing this, I mean, in English. So mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Um, Meng Fang? Mm, stable. Hmm. Stable. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Jennifer? Are you sure. <laughs> Don't rattle her. <laughs> Jennifer, go ahead. Um, uh, I also feel uh, actually uh, mm, uh, re peaceful, like peace, uh, like actually um, kind of like coming to terms with everything. And, uh, and I'm really happy that uh, we can talk in this way and uh and we haven't we three also haven't met for quite some time even though we are in the same country so yeah. so i think it's very content yeah maybe content is nice. the word content. Nice. yeah yeah oh uh, sorry i mean if i may add one more word I think, sure. uh, <laughs> it's not that i mean it's not the current state of my mind at the moment but i think it's the current state of of, of the mind these days, uh -huh. I think it's still uh, uncertain because mm -hmm. even though I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in Singapore, actually, I don't know what, uh, uh, what is my next step on oh, stop. Really? What is my the, the, the destination uh, next? Because, you know, I mean, I was just being told that my flights back home, it was canceled. Yeah. It's canceled again, again. So, and uh, the, I need to extend the visa, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if I need to stay here longer or if I choose to go outside of Singapore. So mm -hmm. everything's becoming uncertain. It's, it's, I mean, when I was in Shanghai, I mean, during the lockdown, it's also uncertain. But I think yeah. this, uns this uncertainty is different. Yeah, uh, you were at, at least at home, I mean, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I'm facing uh, different kinds of uncertainty, but mm -hmm. uh, on the whole, it's uncertain. Yeah, I think when it comes to traveling, still, it's still very crazy at the moment everywhere. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and the ticket is very expensive. It's, yeah, and, it's insane. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not not guaranteed that you will have yeah. it or not. I just keep trying. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for all of you. Good luck to all of you. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for being on the show, and thank you for telling us what you you told us thank you so much i know it wasn't yeah. always easy thank you thank you for having <laughs> us thank you thank for you, your time you. thank you thank so you much. much take good care bye yes take you care. too <laughs> bye bangkok offstage is created hosted and edited by gatake bunkan and amitha amranand the intro and outro tracks are Quicksand by Wild Light and Probably Shunt by Jay Lang. <laughs>